Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the Amen. We're blessed today to have Pastor Caleb. He's going to come and uh, preach the Word of God to us this morning. And uh, I am so thankful for him and Morgan and just what they've done for our church already. But uh, let's just turn it over to him and let him go after it this, this morning. Amen. God is good. Amen. As we continue in the Miraculous series this week that goes along with our vision campaign... I want to talk to you this morning on the subject, the moment of a miracle. The moment of a miracle. If you would go ahead and turn in your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 7, starting in verse 11. Luke chapter 7, starting in verse 11. I love this miracle in the Bible, uh, I guess for one reason this story is significant to me because it's only mentioned once uh, in the scripture. And uh, I don't know, to me personally, this is just a very powerful story in the Bible. It's kind of short. Again, it's not mentioned only but one time in the scripture and the passage is really short. But I don't know, I always try to find sometimes those short passages in scripture and and I'm like, God, there has to be something more uh, in this this passage, even though it's mentioned once, even though it may be a little sh- short, there's got to be something more here. So Luke chapter 7, uh, starting in verse 11. This is what it says. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. He who was dead sat up and began to speak. Father, we just thank you this morning for your presence, for your power that's in this place already. We thank you for every person who has come through those doors this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you have great plans for our lives and a purpose for our lives. We thank you for what you've already been doing through this series called Miraculous, and we thank you for what you're going to do today. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me, anoint my mouth, anoint my heart, Lord, and every word that I would say would come from you. I pray, Lord, that you would open ears, that you would open eyes, and that you would open hearts this morning, that we would hear, receive, understand, And apply your word to our lives this morning. In Jesus' name we ask. And everybody said. Just a little background. Again, this woman was a widow in this passage that we're looking at. The Bible tells us that this boy was the only thing that this widow had left. He was the apple of her eye. He was her joy, her strength, her future. He brought hope and was the vehicle of her dreams. He was the light of her life. And in a moment of time, now he's dead. And they're carrying him to the grave. You see, I can only begin to imagine the heartache and the loss that this woman 
must have been going through in this moment with, with all of these people. The Bible tells us there was a lot of people. There was a large crowd in the funeral procession that was following her. And when Jesus was coming upon the scene, there was a large crowd with him. And in the midst of all this stuff that's going on and all these people in this, in this funeral procession, I can only imagine what's going through her mind and the heartache and the pain that she must be going through in this moment. All of her hopes and her dreams of a future were invested in this young man. Her last hope of having a family had now been diminished. Her faith was probably shaken and her freedom from the fear of being alone had now been taken away. She was all alone, hurting, and hopeless. And that brings me to my first point. The moment you are on the verge of a miracle, there will always have to be a termination. The moment you are on the verge of a miracle, there will always have to be a termination. Now let me explain. In other words, there will always be an end to one thing so that something new and something better can be birthed in your life. The word termination means this. It is the action of bringing something or coming to an end. It is an ending. It is a final point. You see, you are closest to your miracle when you have reached the end of yourself. You are closest to your miracle when you have reached the end of yourself. When you are at the end... God has only just begun. It's when you're at the end of your rope that you will experience the birth of something new, something bigger, and something better. You see, this widow was at the end of her rope. She was all alone. She had nothing left, no one left to support her. All of her hopes and her dreams for a promising future were now crushed in a moment of time. It's gone, all of it. And I can only imagine what she's thinking in this moment. What am I going to do? I have no one, I have nothing. There's no reason for me to live now. But it was in that moment. It was in the moment when she had nothing left and her reason for living had come to an end that God would step in in a supernatural way and do something miraculous in her life. If you're taking notes this morning, you might want to write this down. It is when we have nothing left to depend on that God will reveal His miraculous power. I said, it is when we have nothing left to depend on that God will reveal His miraculous power. You see, God wants us to to depend on Him completely, wholeheartedly with everything that we have and everything we are. He wants our complete and total dependence. He doesn't want to hurt us. He doesn't want to harm us. He simply wants our full attention and our full dependence. When there is no one and nothing left for us to lean or depend on, it's at that place in our life that God will show Himself. He wants our complete dependence so that He can reveal His power and His goodness in our lives. Verse 14, Then He came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried Him stood still. Then He came and touched the open coffin, And those who carried him stood still. My second point today is the moment you are on the verge of a miracle, there will always be an unexpected interruption. The moment that you are on the verge of a miracle, there will always be an unexpected interruption. In this passage, we read of Jesus interrupting a funeral. Have you ever been in the middle of something in your life really important? Have you ever just been in the zone? 
And you're right smack dab in the middle of doing something that you've got to get done, and it's very important, and all of a sudden somebody walks in the room and boldly interrupts you. I'm not talking about knocks and asks if they can come in. I'm talking about when you are in the zone, you've got to get this done, you've got a deadline, and all of a sudden somebody comes caving in on what you're trying to get done and boldly interrupts. It's kind of frustrating, right? I can only imagine what this moment was like. Kind of funny, but maybe not, actually. I mean, you know, funerals are are, are a serious time, a crucial time. I can only imagine when everybody was thinking, when they're in the middle of this ceremony, and there's tons of people around, and all of a sudden, Jesus walks in front of them, and everything stops. Completely interrupts the entire process. The Bible says that the pallbearers stopped and they stood still. As I try to put myself in their shoes, as I try to put myself in this story, you know, this, this, this widow is grieving and she's trying to come to terms in this moment with the fact that she has now lost everything of value to her as she watches these men carry her dreams away to be buried in the ground. In this moment, everything within her has died. It has come to a halt. Her hopes, her dreams, her desires, her expectations, all gone in one moment. And she's trying to get all of this in her head. When all of this is, is going on in, in, in the funeral procession and all of these people are around her. And out of nowhere, Jesus walks up and stops the progress of this funeral and puts his hands on the casket. And leaves everyone staring and wondering what is about to happen. I'm reminded of another miracle in the Bible that's also a favorite of mine. The woman with the issue of blood. You see there was an unexpected interruption. And she was actually the one who interrupted in that story. In that story, in that passage, the, the, the Bible tells us that there's a large crowd and all these people. There were so many people. I don't even know the number of people that were there, but there was just tons of people and they were all crowded around Jesus. And, and, I'm, and I imagine that, you know, he's probably walking on a dusty road and there's dust flying and there's people bumping up against each other and pushing each other. And all of a sudden, Jesus stops and says, who touched me? And everybody's like, are you insane? What is wrong with you? There's thousands of people pushing up against you. What are you talking about? Who touched you? And Jesus said, who touched me? Because I felt the virtue flow from my body. And I can only imagine that it was a little bit similar in this situation when they're in the middle of this funeral and all these people and all of a sudden Jesus walks up and everybody's like, what are you doing? What is this guy thinking? What is he doing? He's stopping the process of this funeral. You see, it's when you're on the verge of a miracle, when you're on the brink of a supernatural breakthrough, there will always be an unexpected interruption. It may not come in the form of an interruption. Maybe it's a, a, just a divine appointment. You run into somebody that, that just happens to be a divine connection that is God sent. You see, I believe there will be a sign of some sort that lets you know that God is about to do something miraculous in your life. And it will be a sign of hope. It will be a sign of life. It will be a sign of restoration. When you are on the verge of a miracle, when you are on the brink, when you are on the very edge, 
there will always be an unexpected interruption. In the latter part of verse 14, in the beginning of verse 15, it says, And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And I want you to notice the importance of that last part of the sentence. Not only did he set up, not only did he arise, but he began to speak. And this leads me to my third and final point. The moment you are on the verge of a miracle, there will always have to be a confrontation. The moment that you are on the verge of a miracle, there will always have to be a confrontation. I'd like to spend a few more minutes on this topic because I really believe that this is the word that the Lord has been speaking to me for this church. I don't know why. I don't know how He's going to work it out. I don't know what exactly He's going to do, but I just have been feeling that the Lord keeps telling me something about the word confrontation. And there's people in this place all over the room right now that God is working in your life. He's already been convicting and confronting things in your heart. Because when you're on the verge of something huge in your life, when something is about to change, when you are on the brink of a miracle, there will always have to be a confrontation. In this story, we have two crowds. The Bible says there was a large crowd following Jesus and there was a large crowd following the widow along with the funeral procession. I believe that perhaps there's spiritual significance to these two crowds. You see, the funeral crowd following the widow was coming out of the city gates, but the crowd following Jesus was coming in the city gates. So here is Jesus, the very representation of life, entering the gates at the exact same time that the widow's son is being carried out to be lowered into the grave. This was not a chance or coincidental meeting. This was a providential encounter. This was a divine intersection. This was no ordinary daily interruption. This was a confrontation between life and death. It was a collision between heaven and hell. Jesus interrupts this funeral, lays his hands on the casket, and speaks to death to release its hold on the life of this widow's only son. Jesus, who is life himself, confronted death, which was the obstacle standing in the way of this widow and her miracle. And when Jesus confronted the thing that was holding this widow's future hostage, the miraculous took place. He spoke to the casket of her dreams and said, Arise, get up from the dead. And just at the very moment when the widow had lost all of her hope and she had reached the end of her rope and Jesus stepped in and says, Dream again, hope again, live again, speak again. Morgan, if you would go ahead and come to the keys. The Bible says that when Jesus touched the casket and told the young boy to get up, he sat up and he began to speak. The word speak is another word for declare. That which was dead came to life again. Everything that was taken away from the widowed woman was restored. Her dreams came alive again. Her hope was alive again. The light began to shine on her future again. And life was restored to her soul. 
when she had lost everything and felt as though she was left for dead, in other words, the only thing she had left to look forward to was death, Jesus brought life back to her dreams. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is at the door of your heart this morning. And he's saying today is the day that I'm bringing your dreams back to life. Today is the day that I'm bringing your family back to life. Today is the day that I'm bringing your business back to life. Today is the day that I'm bringing this church back to life. But there is one thing that must take place. When there are a people that are on the verge of a miracle, there must, there must, there must be a confrontation. And that confrontation happens within ourselves. We have to come to the end of ourselves. If you have to lay down your pride, if you have to lay down your ego, it has to come to an end because when you come to the end of yourself, And you have nothing left to depend on. You're not depending on your own selfishness. You're not depending on your pride. You're not depending on your ego. You have nothing. When you get to that point in your life, that and only then is when God can reveal His miraculous power. I believe God is confronting hearts all over this room this morning. The Holy Spirit and His conviction power is confronting things in your life. And if you will let go and surrender those things that the Holy Spirit is wanting to confront in your life, then God will reveal His miracle working power in your life, in your family, in your finances, in this church, and in this community. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We'd love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river.